This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Office of Personnel Management is urging agencies to revisit, revise, and re-engage with federal employee unions over former President Donald Trump's 2018 executive orders. The guidance was highly anticipated for many federal employee unions. It gives agencies specific instructions on how they should implement an executive order President Biden signed on his third day in office. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to explain what's next for agencies and their unions. And Nicole, this guidance reads like the Emancipation Proclamation. It's a lot of dry, long legalese, but yet the effect is pretty profound. And so what do agencies have to do now to repeal these Trump-era policies on unions and free time and offices and the rest of it? Yeah, Tom, this guidance is pretty big, I think, especially for federal employee unions who have honestly been waiting for this as far as, you know, we've heard. Um, you know, repealing the Trump 2018 executive orders, they've always said was the first step and now begins the process of really delving back into some of those collective bargaining agreements that agencies either imposed or maybe signed with some of their unions in the past couple of years. So what it does is, you know, I think it's pretty clear. Um, You're right. It is a long piece of guidance and there is a lot of legalese, but, you know, OPM says that Agency actions that, you know, were intended to implement any one of the the three recently repealed workforce executive orders under the previous administration should cease immediately. And they go on to explain kind of what that will look like depending on what agency you're in. So for agencies that are currently engaged in collective bargaining negotiations right now, Agencies have to withdraw any bargaining proposals that might implement those 2018 executive orders and then draft new ones that are consistent with the Biden administration's policies with federal unions. So one thing that the agency, caught my I was going to say one thing that caught my eye was that they stated it's the administration's position to encourage collective bargaining and union organizing. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I mean, if that's someone's opinion, I thought the federal government was supposed to be a honest referee between management and union. So that that struck me as a as an interesting insertion in the guidance. Well, it shouldn't be too surprising because Biden's executive order, which repealed the Trump orders, which uh, Biden signed on day three of his presidency, it makes that statement as well. So, you know, we we know that this is the position of this new administration and this is how they're operating. All right. And so that means in practicality, the unions are going to get their office space back because there's a rescission of actions taken under that particular order. I forget the number and chapter. And then they will also get official time back to the levels they had before the Trump administration. I think it's safe to say that that's what will ultimately happen here. I mean, so, Tom, we we mentioned how agencies who are currently in the middle of negotiations should proceed. But there are plenty of agencies that signed or finalized or maybe didn't sign, but imposed bargaining agreements on unions in the past couple of years. And for those agencies, they basically have to return to those specific bargaining agreements and begin to, you know, eliminate again any provisions that implement the Trump executive orders. Now, in speaking to some administration officials about this memo, you know, they were pretty clear in saying that, look, we're not asking you to reopen the entire collective bargaining agreement, which can be hundreds of pages long and dozens of provisions. 
They're simply asking agencies to reopen provisions that specifically relate to the Trump executive orders. So things like official time, office space and things like that. All right. So there's some bureaucracy and time and action in order for this to actually take effect. And what about Schedule F, the hated classification of people that promulgate or advocate for policy being put into essentially political positions instead of career? So for me, Tom, this was the most clear part of this guidance. You know, OPM says agency actions to identify and establish Schedule F positions are to cease immediately. Any agency that maybe identified positions as potential candidates for Schedule F, they shouldn't submit them to OPM for review and approval. Anyone that got OPM approval shouldn't move forward with any actual reclassifications. Now, Biden administration officials say no one moved to Schedule F. That's what we thought, but they confirmed that for us. So this, I think, is more just a matter of policy reiterating a message here. Interestingly enough, they also mentioned having agencies work with uh, NARA on any records associated with Schedule F. So, you know, you can't just throw the entire thing in the in the trash can at this point. Uh, you do need to go through records procedures uh, related to Schedule F, but the policy is essentially gone. Got it. You can't pretend it never existed. It has to be recorded as something that happened but is now over. Yes. Got it. And anything else that agencies have to revisit? So one thing that I think the Biden administration is interested in pointing out here is what's called permissive subjects. And this is, again, kind of a, a jargony term here. But OPM defines it in the guidance, and they say that agencies should work with unions to bargain over policies that might impact the number of employees, the grades of the employees, promotions associated with them, where they're located, that kind of thing. That agencies should, move, should moving forward, uh, work with unions on those kinds of things. That wasn't um, a policy under the Trump administration at all. And if anything, I think it was maybe mixed under previous administrations. So that's another thing that the Biden administration is trying to be really clear about here. And give us some examples. What kind of timing are agencies under obligation to pursue these revisions and rescissions and resumptions and pullbacks? So this, I think, is where it gets a little complicated. So there are certainly some policies that I think agencies could rescind pretty quickly. You know, I think a couple of weeks ago, Tom, I mentioned a uh, AFGE local that had gotten a bill initially for office space, but that bill had been rescinded. So that's an example of something that could move out pretty quickly. In other cases, you know, where collective bargaining agreements have been signed and you got to go back to the table or in the case of the Department of Veterans Affairs, which has been going for over a year trying to work on a new collective bargaining agreement. That's where I think things could get, you know, a little long and a little tricky. But I think the Biden administration is hopeful that this guidance is clear enough and that agencies won't do what they did, I think, back in 2018, which was kind of implement the Trump executive orders in a wide variety of ways. I think there were some inconsistencies there. And so, you know, OPM, I think, is hopeful that this is the clear guidance that agencies need to essentially put these Trump executive orders away. And do we have any reaction yet from the unions or anyone else? Not at this point that I'm speaking to you, Tom. We know that unions have been asking for this guidance, and that's because agencies have been asking for this guidance. Unions and kind of pressing the agencies on the Biden executive order essentially got that feedback saying, you know, we're waiting on OPM. We need more guidance from OPM in order to move forward on this, even though the Biden executive order was effective as soon as, as, soon as it was signed uh, you know, on day three of, of the new administration. So I think 
unions, for them, this is the piece of guidance that they need to, again, go back to their agencies and and start to move forward. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories, and we'll have a link to that guidance if you want to have some good reading for yourself at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.